Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, uh, I realize in that that introduction, as we normally start, and I say it's pretty okay because it is pretty okay, I might have been a little more, uh, I don't know, excited than normal, but that's because we have uh, the uh, third third leg on our stool back, the the third part of our plane. Oh, nice. Uh, I thought it sounded uh, like regular... there were more people on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, Max, are you officially now a kangaroo or a kiwi? You said third part of a plane. I do not want to get back on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) I am part kiwi. (laughs) You're part kiwi. Oh, that's that's good, because you just just returned from a land down under, if you will. Uh, But, uh, Matt, we're we're glad to have you back. And um, as as classically goes, we're going to talk about something this week that you are are mystified by uh and i am mystified by but in very different ways of mystification sure i'm I'm glad to be back i'm very jet lagged and i'm drinking a beer and it's gonna be good all right (laughs) so so uh there's this thing that happens on uh on on a certain class of website a lot is it a thing that is everything and is just the best Probably not. That would be my no. guess. Um, no. And it's happening right now uh, on a site, Pierce, that I think you frequent more than either of us, the takeout. Yeah, a ba- yeah. basically I, I live on Gizmodo Media Group as a release from things during the day. So I, I spend some time on the takeout. They've, they've got some good writers that, that keep me sure. going. But they, they, do, they do an activity that... I think you're familiar with too, Sean. We, I'm very we familiar. Places. I'm intimately familiar. Oh, yeah. Um, it is uh, the week, and by the week, I mean a a themed week that is called the blank week. Yes. And so that, as it sort of sounds, uh, is a, a week where where a site devotes uh, most or all of its coverage to uh, a a specific topic. Um, and I, I know what you're thinking. That sounds like how a lot of websites, uh, do their entire life. Um, you know, foreign affairs magazine isn't writing, uh, pop culture stories, but, um, we, we've seen it certainly, uh, in the year and change that it's existed, uh, a a number of times on the ringer. Uh, it was a, a, uh, a frequent, frequent uh theme you know theme weeks are a theme uh at grantland and uh it certainly happens in that gizmodo family as well um but i i i think pierce i share your mystification when it comes to theme weeks which is why the hell do these things exist yeah it's (sighs) I think from the start, I, I kind of feel like as as someone, uh, Sean, you you would say that we, you more so than me, dabbled in in a little bit of journalism at, at some point, <laughs> and it's and I think that, and I think with maybe with what we were doing because it was a sports website and there was a, a lot of 
um, current events aspects to it is is it that there were always there was always something to write about because there wasn't always an event to react to. Mm-hmm. And these websites do to an extent, but also when you're writing about culture, which anymore I think most websites are, it's a reaction to the reaction. It's a it's a take on how. Lady Gaga not wearing makeup in A Star is Born is, is something to discuss, as, as Vox wrote about recently, and there will be a response to that and everything. When you remember about culture, maybe it's not so much based on current events or about things that you uncover and feel strongly about, mm-hmm. which, which I get. But when you do a, a quote-unquote week, um, it, to me it feels kind of lazy because you're telling everyone, okay, uh, instead of responding to whatever you feel strongly about this week, uh, you must write about this. Now, that's not to say that that doesn't happen. I'm, I'm sure that there's free range given, but kind of telling everyone some period of time ahead that, okay, we're, we're just going to talk about, um, you know, pizza this week. And, and so you need to go write a report on Domino's and how they've changed the pan pizza game or, or whatever. So uh, it's interesting to me that you said lazy because my, my thought was that that it it's kind of a my first thought my my cynical thought was everyone's run out of ideas um no one no one can produce distinctive content anymore we've reached peak content as it were and so the way to make yourself stand out is to do a week um but i'm not sure i'm not sure if i really believe that even kind of five minutes after having that thought um Mm -hmm. because i i think in a lot of ways it's actually not lazy it actually is kind of an interesting challenge to put it to your staff and say okay you know we're going to focus in on um uh, i'm trying to the one one of the ones that jumped to mind for me is the ringer did good bad movies week um (laughs) And so that is... They didn't contact Max. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure they wrote something about Nicolas Cage for that, though. Those are good, good movies. No, they're not, Max. No, they're not. No, they are not. Um, But to a certain extent, there is is a challenge that goes into that of, you know, I I think that everyone who, who works at these sites wants to be you know, uh, putting stuff together and, and putting stuff out pretty constantly. And so it, it does thinking about it as a, a writer, it may well kind of push you out of your comfort zone or, or it may give you an opportunity to delve into something that you're really passionate about, but that you don't necessarily get a chance to do all the time. I, I'm so not the for them. Is, I'm still against no, I, them. So here's the thing that that because this this all rolls up to the the same thing to to an extent. But when you have a website that is ultimately ad driven and is trying to make money and get uh, clicks, um, I don't necessarily want my writers to be stepping out of their comfort zone because <laughs> I want Damn. them to write what they're good at. <laughs> um, so that said, um, you know I, I think there's a big difference between. Uh, so the takeout right now, they're they're doing one on which I believe is on chocolate chip cookies, which seems absurd. It, it but does. they are a website that food is delicious. That's their tagline, which is a great tagline. <laughs> um, 
So, so I mean, I, I feel like Max, because you're you're kind of not so privy to this area of the internet. But if I if I told you that a web a, a website that is a or you've been to the kitchen, I know you've gone to the kitchen, you've gone to Food Fifty Two. If they had a whole week dedicated to chocolate chip cookies, do, do you think that that would be how how would that be something that you would gravitate towards? Like, what would get you to go for that week? So I'm really curious. Um... A couple things. Like one, did these did these weeks make it so that they no longer publish something that would be time sensitive that they would typically publish during that week? It, it's it seems like they're kind of trying to take a blog, or sorry, it shouldn't be a blog, but some kind of website that doesn't really have much to do with current events, and is uh, trying to make things relevant in a specific time. Like, what's to um, stop me from checking out Chocolate Chip Cookie Week in six months? So there's nothing to stop you from checking it out later. I think – I feel like they're aligned with times where it might be might be slower. There might not be anything going on. Like a good time to do a week on, on Grantland previously, and I don't know if they did this, is like during the, the MLB All-Star break because there is nothing going on. It is right. the deadest time of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's still things that, that, that come up. They're still doing topical events that they come mm-hmm. up, but it's, it's a nice time to say, hey, you know, three weeks from now – uh, it's going to be a little slow. Let's have a week on, uh, you know, your favorite childhood candy or something. Yeah. So I mean, I like chocolate chip cookies, but I don't. I don't think that hearing that would necessarily drive me to your site. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I might check it out, but I'm. I'm not going to well, read 15 articles on chocolate chip cookies. I might read one and, and say, you know, I, I don't understand. So if, if, assuming it's a week and it's got, you've got all your writers, that's. It's at least 20 articles, right? I mean, probably at least that. I mean, Sean, you might have a little bit of insight to this, but I know that keeping people engaged and keeping them coming back to your site is is really important. And and so is is there that kind of cynical aspect of these weeks as well, where you do it just so people will tune in, even if it's – all right, they haven't been around for a couple of weeks, so we get we get more clicks, so that they'll they'll come back by doing this exclusive thing or whatever. So I don't know if I would call that. I don't know if that's cynical necessarily, um, mm-hmm. because that is how that's how the media entity survives. I mean, you can't. There's no point in even, you know, it, if no one's going to the site, what are we even doing here, man? Um, but. Oh wow! I guess I just... Well, this is officially the last episode of this podcast. Oh, sorry guys, it's been fun. Um, but I, I, I think that I think that this is a the kind of thing that exists on blogs, and, and you you hit on that. I actually think correctly, Max. It's it's something that seems to be particularly prevalent on sites that are kind of. Um, uh, by millennials for millennials that sort of thing but also just sort of anything where there there's kind of a safe assumption that both the uh, the content producers and the content consumers are interested or obsessed by uh, the same or similar things so uh, the Ringer is a site staffed by sports and pop culture nerds, so they can do 
um, a point guards week or they can do like horror movies week, you know, leading up to the, the re-release of Halloween. Um, uh, you know, so I think there, there's an aspect of that. And and Max, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Well, I was, I was curious, you were talking about, um, I was just thinking when it comes to people that are interested in the same things, the only thing where I've, I've seen an experience like this, uh, would be fantasy football, but that's kind of driven by the week where I see a lot of things. It's like, you know, like the week six waiver wire, and there'll be a bunch of websites that have that kind of based on the week, but that's almost because their content is driving that. It's not the it same is. thing. I don't You're think. Right. So, okay. so that, so that I think is very responsive, Max. And as far as where do these come from? I, I do want to get to that because it, it might be unfair in a way to say that these are because, Oh, it's going to be a slow week. I think where this originates is so I I am a subscriber to New Yorker magazine because I am an insufferable asshole, um, but also because I like the way that they present things and sometimes that includes they do certain issues, and because it's a weekly magazine, you end up with the style issue or the fiction issue or the arts issue. Um, and or the books issue, and and so part of me thinks that this is in, in a lot of ways mimicking, um, essentially cultural magazines, and just they do weeks where they focus the whole magazine on something, or you know, and a lot of other magazines do it too. Which is this time every year we do this focus thing, and so part of me does feel a little bit, I guess, guilty about uh, maybe denouncing. Um, this this practice because in other magazines I'd be like oh this is really great journalism they they you know focus on this one point during the year where they produce a lot of good stuff around this topic and it's a good way to engage now we engage with magazines very differently than websites or what are Max used the word earlier and I think it's the right word blogs um, so that could be part of it but I don't know it, it's probably not fair to to necessarily rate magazines as being high-minded so it's okay when they do what is essentially a week versus a a website yeah i think you're giving this maybe a little too much highbrow credit um and and, you know i i want to i want to point out that the you know that is the the new yorker deciding that this thing is really important and it's it's a big the difference is that that's a big, broad, overarching topic like politics or fiction mm-hmm. or books. And I think that really the roots of this, you know, we've, we've both mentioned The Ringer and Grantland. The root of this is Bill Simmons, who is <laughs> this particular brand of lunatic obsessive who goes down these insane sports and cultural rabbit holes and Mm -hmm. assumes that his whole audience is similarly obsessed with the movie rounders as he is well i i don't know that they're not and and you know because i think this is something that you two have probably done more than me but max does it all remind you of that like going down a youtube rabbit hole and all of a sudden you've watched 50 clips of dickless cage movies absolutely as someone yeah. who lives in the land of Bill Simmons, sure, Rounders is a great movie. Um, it's not, it's not the lived, land of Bill Simmons. Were... That that guy sold out and moved west and bought, bought a, right. a convertible um, like any My, my question is, 
do you guys not think that this maybe I don't know if it comes from or has graduated into, but what about Shark Week? Like, I feel like mm. Shark Week is this thing that people really love on Discovery Channel. It's once a year, for those of you who don't know, and it's where Discovery Channel just <laughs> airs shows about sharks 24-7 for a week. But people have <laughs> latched onto it as if it's, like, this cultural phenomenon, as I'm sure you're familiar with, but there's nothing else like it. They, they've tried to do these other things, and they just don't they don't have the same kind of kind of coverage and i'm curious if you think that that's that came first or uh, no i think you're yeah. right that's actually a really good point um and, yeah and i think a lot of things mushroomed from like shark discovery week, channel you know? has tried to copy shark week and they, like no one cares but shark week people genuinely like and i i don't know why so the first shark week uh wow 1988 Oh, 1980. Oh, I thought it was 88. Old. I didn't realize it was 30. That's Wait, when did, when did Jaws come out? 80. Jaws, Jaws was like 1976. Was it in the 70s? Yeah, Jaws was yeah. old. Yeah. Let me, let me get the intern to check on that. So, sure. I, I mean, I think that's a good point, Max. The, the thing I would say with that is it is much more like the fiction issue for a magazine because Shark is is kind of broad. I mean, it's, got, it's, it's starting to tail off now because they're – I'm not going to say they're running out of stuff because as does the person who always says, oh, the novel is dead, and then and then you realize you're just entering a new phase. Um, but now they've just got people racing sharks, and that's kind of boring. But uh, I, I think the difference is, is that it's much more like the fiction issue, which is it's a very broad thing as opposed to this narrow chocolate chip cookies. Now, if you had a chocolate chip cookie week every year, maybe that's different. Maybe it becomes yeah. kind of like Shark Week. But these seem to be one-offs. Yeah. I think the idea was Shark Week wouldn't be one-off. The fiction issue isn't one-off. Well, let me tell you that there's a, a hard limit to this whole recurring thing. Shark Week has fully run out of ideas. This year, they had Ronda Rousey fight, quote-unquote, fight a shark. That's um, the digital thing. And her, no, 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 no. She doesn't even she got money. In the, she got in the water with sharks. But they also had a cutaway reality TV style to her... I, I, husband, I think. I think they're married, uh, or or at least her boyfriend, uh, who is like a a fight trainer or something, and, and talked about how she had to do this to get ready for her like her next big fight. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, Ronda Rousey's a professional wrestler now, uh, so she's not doing real fights anymore. Nope. Um, but second and most importantly, just the level of lunacy to that is yes. is off the wall. That's much. Yeah. I would say that that is much closer to Rounders Week than it is to politics, the politics issue of the New Yorker. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they peaked when they had Michael Phelps race a shark. <laughs> is that is that really this the actually peak? should be the end, end of this is, podcast is the, is, the, is the peak is the peak always like people against animals like is the is the ultimate week going to be like who writes a better bog us or the fat fat bear that people have been writing about this week <laughs> the bear. fatty mcfatterson bear um it, it, you know it, it, i i mean ultimately i i kind of feel like i don't kind of i i feel I know that there is good stuff that comes out of this. You have really smart journalists who are 
asked to write about something and then they go do it because they're good journalists and they write things that are compelling whether you agree or disagree or they do some investigation into the history of the chocolate chip or you know whatever it is uh but my feeling is i don't want people like bill simmons telling me or telling these journalists when they can do this thing, I kind of want them to do it when they feel it is germane and when they are ready to do it. Well, so when it's germane, when when are these things germane? It's not. And just because you can do something well on demand doesn't mean that you should necessarily do it. Like, I can juggle okay, but I don't need to be out here juggling. Like, that's bullshit. That's, you can juggle okay. I can juggle. I can. I can certainly juggle. Okay, but um, the the point is, is like just because I can do it doesn't mean I, I necessarily should. Like there are other things I am better at that I should use that time for. And as as a website, I think also to go to the what you didn't say is cynical because it's just the way things work. Like let me go to my strengths, and if that strength ends up being a chocolate chip cookie piece, like let me do it when when I am ready to do it, as opposed to. The time where you're trying to make me fit into this week, there could have been something else that would have been more more valuable. Could have been the next, you know, Rembert Explains America piece, but I couldn't do it because I was writing about stupid rounders in other gambling movies. We, uh, we've shit on rounders a lot. It's a, it's an okay I've movie. I've never, I don't, I actually don't know if I've watched rounders. <laughs> I've watched a, I've watched a different movie that, that is, just is on one brand. of those Boston people involved. Oh my God. Look, we spend a lot of time shitting on New England on this show, like to Max's face. But like that was a lot. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I okay. So I'm going to defend Rounders a little bit here. I saw you the movie and thought it was you, okay. You just said you hadn't seen it. <laughs> no, I've seen. I didn't because there's another movie called like something Chips or whatever that is also about gambling. I've seen Rounders and I thought it was a completely pleasant movie. Yeah, it's like fine. A fine watch. Yeah. But its Metascore is 54. I thought it was oh, way criminal. better than that. It, it was <laughs> not critically acclaimed. No. it's. I mean, yes. it's not a good movie, but it's a completely fine movie. To, to kind of go against what you were saying, Pierce, though, and to, and to kind of maybe wrap it up, I guess. As someone who does read some blogs, but they're all on various topics that we don't really discuss here... I actually kind of like the idea of of honing in on certain topics and having all the different writers write about that one topic because a lot of the blogs that I read are on a very broad topic and sometimes I, I feel like I want more detail. Mm. So I, I haven't seen my blogs necessarily go towards this weak thing, but I can't say that I would hate it because if it gave me an opportunity to see each writer's opinion on one very kind of specific topic... I think it might actually take me from like a a casual reader to a more serious reader. So I, I think so from their perspective that might that yeah. might actually work. But it it does come back to the whole thing where it's like it can't be related to something current event wise. Because to your point, I think you said if it, if it prevents them from from publishing something amazing, they shouldn't do it. But I don't think it ever should. I think it should just be kind of like they're always writing things, and at some point they're going to say, "Oh, we're going to publish all the the chocolate chip cookie pieces." this week no and and i think you made a great point max is i think what i'm doing in part and maybe sean you do it too is i i feel like i kind of know these people who are writing on these sites that we're talking about mm-hmm. and max doesn't necessarily go to the same sites so i kind of want to defend them not just as journalists or, or reporters or whatever they think themselves as but also as people and i want them to be themselves and and so i'm 
kind of taking it personally for them. And what Max is saying in some ways to me is uh, I I want that more personal aspect and this is probably a way to do it. Yeah, I think when it works, I think when it works well, it actually is not forcing writers into doing something that they don't want to be doing. I think when it works right, it's giving them an opportunity maybe to delve into something that is not their typical beat, but that's something that they really do care about and have opinions and thoughts on. So I, I think that, you know, for for all the time that that you and I, and, and I've done it a lot, uh, have spent shitting on the week as a concept, like, there are times that it's neat. I don't know, you know, and, and even, I don't know, even if you just, like, look into the week and pull out one or two things, sometimes... They produce something really great, even if there's not a lot of stuff around it that you care so much about. I know, uh, I think it was Grandland. I want to say the oral history of Boogie Nights was part of a week. And that's an incredible piece of writing. Yeah, and that's. I feel like that was done, and that ended up being the anchor, which is, why don't we just do a week around X? Because that is an incredible piece, and it's worth reading, yeah. and I would say, yeah. So, be... Be discerning about your theme weeks, websites. Come on. We don't... You know what? The Ringer is a national website. We don't need Patriots Week. Yeah. I said it. I said it. I don't, I don't turn on ESPN a lot, but every week is Patriots Week because they <laughs> are the thing to respond to. That's not negative or positive. It's just they are, you know, when you're leading hegemony, you are responded to. Yeah. yeah. They're the Collingwood of the NFL. The what? I don't even know what that means. The Collingwood? It's, it's an AFL team that lost in the grand final. It was a terrible loss. God, yep, right. nope, we're done. I thought you were a Kiwi. You're not a kangaroo. You're a Kiwi. We're done. Okay. okay. Um, if you if you have thoughts on theme weeks uh, and you want to share them with us, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod and let us know what's on your mind. Okay. We will move on now, as always, to Pierce is Sorry. And what is your apology this week? So the one I'm apologizing for this week is, uh, you know, maybe maybe at some point it needs to be a, a broader discussion. But uh, last night I was in a Whole Foods and I was in the kind of dairy egg aisle type thing. And there are other people there, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the way to play basketball. And I I had been basically... Mm, not exactly, but working from home a little bit yesterday. So I was by myself. And, and so then I go to this public place, and all of a sudden I'm in this aisle, and I'm like, oh, no, do, do I smell? Like, this is a thing that happens to people. They're like, oh, do I do I smell? Like, I smell something, and it's body odor. And is it me? And you freak out. And I'm thinking, because I just did all my laundry, and I thought, oh, I'm an idiot. You know, I put the Tide Pod in there. I didn't put it in my mouth like some people <laughs> might do, but I put it in there. But what if it didn't? What if it didn't work? I mean, this is a scientific thing, and you think, oh, well, science take. works. Yeah, like, you think science works. You know, I, I, I trust science. It's like, well, I'm also the product of science, and I don't trust myself with anything. So I do that, and. And I'm thinking, do I smell? And you kind of do the thing where you go into an aisle and you kind of smell yourself or whatever and smell your clothes. And so here I am ready to basically apologize to everyone that that I I smell. And I'm on the way to basketball, so it won't matter really quickly. But in the meantime, I'm freaking out about it. And I realize it's not me. 
and then and then it hits me and i'm very you know i feel kind of down about it which is all right how often does it happen where you know you have a coworker who smells or someone that you deal with and and whatever else and what i'm sorry for is something that i really have no control over which is we we kind of live in a society where if things like that happen if if people you know are are kind of maybe not smelling good or, or, or something like that. We are all too afraid to tell someone and help them out because you're afraid of like, they're going to be mad at me or something like that. And, and you, you can't get over that hump. And there's just this paralysis of, of like being a good Samaritan, if that's even what it is. But, you know, maybe that person doesn't realize there were, you know, all the times where I've been in that situation. And so now I'm like very concerned about, how do I be like a good, you know, not even friend, but just fellow human and be like, you know, hey, you you don't smell good right now and I can smell it or, you know, your music's really loud and you don't realize it. And these are just situations where I feel completely paralyzed because I don't know what to do. And I think no one knows what to do. This is your. What did you do? This is your hottest take yet. This is this is completely wild. Because you are talking about how this is something that you didn't have any control over. And, you know, I, I, I know that it, it's easy for for us comfy folks who have access to showers to say, like, there are some people that don't necessarily have a ton of control on a day-to-day basis over how they smell. And that's, that's and what I'm saying. Reason, it's like there's no the way out of this. The reason you can't say anything is because you can't assume that you're talking to a person who does have control over it. And and I am I am someone who can think about and I did think about in this moment is you know my expectations are not the same as theirs you need to manage expectations but I know that some people are just thinking ooh gross person this person smells and that's not how it should be and and so I can't solve that problem but I know that a lot of people aren't as thoughtful is the wrong word but just conscious and. I don't know. It it sucks for that person, and it's also bad for the other people because they're narrow-minded. So you're apologizing for other people not being as open-minded as you. Got it. I'm apologizing for being part of a society that is that that I am not aiding in being better. Yeah, we know what you're apologizing for. All right. Um, so we'll close the show with a uh, a big idea from pop culture, and I think I have one. Maybe. Um, okay. Oh man, uh, I'll talk about a podcast. I do that a lot. Um, yes, you do. And, and a podcast <laughs> that um, that I think there's a possibility I've talked about before uh, on the show, but but it's back for another season, uh, and I love it. But Pierce would absolutely hate it. Uh, and it's called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Ah, yes, you've mentioned this. One I thought before. so. Um, mm-hmm. Well, how could I forget? In case you haven't listened to uh, to the pod uh, where I talked about that, and I don't remember which one it was, but uh, the show is hosted by uh, three British folks, uh, one of whom discovered that his uh, father had self-published uh, several volumes of erotic fiction uh, on Amazon. And so they uh, they got the books, and one chapter at a time, they would uh, would read them together. And uh, they're on volume four now. Uh, so 
Rocky Flintstone has been uh, a pretty prolific author of self-published smut. Uh, but the funny the funny thing about it is that it's really and truly it's horrendously awful. Um, he has he like has no understanding of human body. He just doesn't understand the way that people talk, um, and really is frankly a pretty terrible author. Uh, no sense of plot or character development. So just like everything is bad, it's just a train wreck. Uh, and, and these affable British folks have a laugh about it for about thirty five to forty minutes once a week. I really love it. Yeah. It, it sounds funny, but in, in probably pretty enjoyable and, and also probably a little bit deadpan. But as, as we've discussed on this, this very podcast before, I, I don't really do comedy. We, we, we do know this. Yeah. Um, so. All right. So that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can also subscribe to our show on your podcatcher of choice, whether that is Apple Podcasts or uh, now Spotify. We're on Spotify, guys. Wow. Um, We're Swedish. I have that on my phone. You do that. I apps? have that on my phone. Max doesn't I only do have the about apps, Seven though. apps. This One of them wild. is Safari. I don't know how to delete it. <laughs> you can't. Um, That's anyway. how I get to the Wikipedia. So, so if you do. Uh, if you do subscribe, uh, you will get every episode uh, arriving like clockwork on Tuesdays. You don't have to go looking for it. Uh, if you do that, please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Back.